What's up, Tennessee Titans fans? This is Two Tone Uncensored, and I'm your host, Ryan Moreland. We have a lot to talk about, so let's jump right into it. Obviously, the big news coming this week, we do have a new head coach in Nashville. Mike Vrabel announced as the new head coach. Most of us familiar with Vrabel from his playing days, obviously a three-time Super Bowl champion with his time with the Patriots, also was, you know, on the 2007 All-Pro team, a very good linebacker throughout his career. Uh, Vrabel comes in now after serving one year as a defensive coordinator for the Houston Texans and a few years uh, before that as their linebackers coach. Um, He's a defensive-minded coach, which worries a lot of people. That, you know, everybody was thinking we'd go for an offensive-minded coach, um, obviously, because the big thing that we everybody's been talking about, not just John Robinson and the ownership, but... Fans all over the place, analysts, um, you know, figureheads and sports media have been talking about is the Tennessee Titans need to get a coach that can build around Marcus Mariota. Now, obviously, that's the truth, but the Titans never limited themselves to an offensive minded coach. You know, I talked about it last week, how, you know, guys like Vrabel, um, guys like Scott Wilkes, um, guys like Jim Schwartz, who are all defensive-minded guys, there's still possibilities if they can get themselves a good offensive coordinator. That's obviously going to be uh, what we're looking for here. So he still needs to get a solid offensive coordinator. But we get in a defensive-minded coach who truly is, Vrabel, a leader of men, which is the soundbite I think we've all heard a million times now from John Robinson saying we need a leader of men first and foremost. That's what we're looking for. We're not looking for a coach that can do this or that. We're looking for a coach specifically that can come in and be a leader. You know, that is mostly in today's day and age what the head coach is for an NFL organization. It's changed from this they kind of control everything to more kind of this CEO-type figurehead who, you know, motivates, keeps the team on, uh, you know, on the the path that they want to take, but lets most of the coaching fall to um, quarterback coaches, linebacker coaches, positional coaches, and um, offensive coordinators and defensive coordinators. Also, you can throw in special team coordinators in there as well. So, you know, it's okay to get a guy that's that's just going to be mostly a leader. However, you need a guy also that's going to help in the schematical parts of things. I, you know, will Vrabel call the plays for defense? That's something that we, you know, don't know yet. I would hazard guess and say no based off of his inexperience. I know the guy has, like, tons of playing experience, but as a coach, very new to, you know, to coaching um, in the grand scheme of things. So we'll have to see how that plays out. Inexperience, obviously, going to be the one big question mark for Vrabel starting out. Because he's only spent one year as a defensive coordinator, only a few years before that as a linebackers coach at the NFL level. Spent some time at Ohio State before that, but at the NFL level, it's been a very short time. And he needs an offensive coordinator, obviously. That's going to be a big thing. But before we get into offensive coordinator, let's talk about what he has done so far. Vrabel came out, said that he's going to pull from college schemes to help out Marcus Mariota, which is obviously what a lot of us want to see get some spread looks in there, get some stuff that Marcus is going to be successful in. You know, obviously that was a large part of why Mike Malarkey did not retain his job as Mike Malarkey wanted to play his offense and not an offense that was tailored to Marcus Mariota that ended up costing him his job. 
one thing Vrabel also has done is cleaned house. Everybody's gone. You know, everybody knew that Terry Robisky was not going to be here, whether Mike Malarkey was here or not. You know, no matter what was going to happen, Terry Robisky was out. But Dick LeBeau also getting the axe. He will not be coming back, which I know a lot of us are sad to see. Everybody, everybody is gone. The only possible retainee, the only possible um, coach that might return is our defensive back coach, uh, Deshae Townsend, who actually played with Vrabel in his time in Pittsburgh. I don't know if all of you are familiar with this or not, but Vrabel started his career with Pittsburgh, spent a couple years there before heading to the Patriots where he spent the lion's share of his career. So in that time, he'd spent time with Townsend. Townsend's going to get an interview, uh, they said, at uh, the Senior Bowl. He'll get his chance to interview for the defensive back's job. I like this. It sucks getting rid of Dick LeBeau, and I'll talk more on that later. But we saw when Mike Malarkey was hired, we retained a lot of Ken Wisenhunt's staff. A lot of Ken Wisenhunt's staff. This time we're getting a clean break, starting fresh, getting in new faces, getting in guys that we think can do the job better, guys that are going to run the new schemes. You know, it's last time it was, it was, it felt almost like it was the Malarkey slash Wisenhunt era. Like the wasn't hunting Aaron like truly ended with the hiring of Mike Vrabel. It always felt like that to me because we retained so many people. I believe it was like more than half of the staff, if I'm not mistaken, were wasn't hunts guys that were retained and stayed in Tennessee. You know, it you can't start off as a new head coach in a position and a place and expect to have a lot of success if you keep everybody. You need to be able to like shuffle some people around, get new faces, get in some guys that can really help your system. You know, Jason Michaels was a guy that came from Wisenhunts, you know, very fast paced West Coast offense, let's throw the ball. And he stayed as the quarterback coach and Mike Malarkey's let's run the ball down the hill, smash mouth football. How like why does that how does that make sense? You know, I know schematically the the quarterback coach isn't changing things in the schemes a lot of the times but he is coaching a guy for this system why would you keep a guy that is very unfamiliar with the smash mouth system and that's just one example there's i mean you can pull from offense defense you know from everywhere across this team guys that were there that were helping these players work towards a system that they were have never played in or they were very unfamiliar with um, especially on offense, but there are some instances on defense where this happened as well. So I like this. I like that we're, you know, getting rid of everybody, getting new faces in, um, you know, with only one possible retainee. And I like Townsend. I think that he's done uh, a decent job in the time that he's been here. I do think there might be some possibilities for improvement. And if they feel like that's a realistic possibility, then obviously that's the direction they're going to go. But, you know, still really preliminary. We haven't even hired an offense or defensive coordinator yet. So we're not getting to the point where we're going to, you know, hire defensive backs coaches. So let's move on to this um, offensive coordinator and defensive coordinator talk. Let's start with, you know, the rumored Ryan Day hiring. You know, everybody was talking about how it was in the bag. It's not happening, folks. I don't know if you've heard or not, but he is reportedly plans to stay at Ohio State. A lot of people like this because he came from the Chip Kelly coaching tree. Uh, Day played quarterback at New Hampshire under Chip Kelly, who was the offensive coordinator there at the time, then became his tight ends coach, which was Day's first job in coaching. A lot of people thought it would be a good fit for Marcus. He likes bootlegs, spread all st- sorry, spread style offense, got tongue twisted there, extending plays, that kind of stuff. A lot of what you saw Marcus do at Oregon that made him such a success there. 
So a lot of people like that fit. It's not going to happen, though. Ryan Day plans to stay at Ohio State. So we're looking at other guys here. A lot of people keep bringing up Matt LaFleur, who also interviewed for the head coaching spot. I don't see this as a possibility or, or very likely at all. He's already an offensive coordinator in L.A. L.A. had a very successful season last year. The only reason for him to, to change then would be a promotion or a, you know a big payday, like a big pay increase. Tennessee's not going to shell out a ton of money to get Matt LaFleur when there's other guys out there that they can get for a lot cheaper that you can have almost or just as much faith in. So I don't see this as likely... You know, I think this ship has sailed. The Rams wire, as part of USA Today, has already reported that it looks likely that he'll stay with the LA Rams. So let's write that one off. Take him off your board. It doesn't look like that's a true possibility. Now, John Filippio is a guy that I've talked about for the last couple of weeks uh, as a guy that I really like. He right now is the quarterback coach at um, Philadelphia previously before that was uh, a one-year stint as the offensive coordinator for the Browns. In that time, Cody Kessler had, it was the fifth-rated, and I mentioned this last week, but the fifth-rated QBR of all time in Browns history with Cody Kessler, who's not that good of a quarterback. Obviously, this year, Carson Wentz had a fantastic year, and now, with Wentz out, Foles played amazing in that last game, is taking his team to the Super Bowl now. He's had his ups and downs for sure, but... Nick Foles has been a you know a journeyman kind of guy. He's the guy that you get until you draft your franchise quarterback. He's he's the band aid, if you will. So he's making that guy. That guy's going to be playing in the Super Bowl. Uh, you know, DeFlipio's work is very apparent when you look at those. Now, the inexperience also going to be a question mark with him, as it is with Vrabel. Hasn't spent a lot of time coaching, but this is a guy I really like. I think that his you know, experience, his, the little experience that he does have, you know, his success speaks for itself. He's been very successful with young quarterbacks, which is, you know, a key plus. Very successful with quarterbacks getting into new systems with Kessler and with Wentz. He's a guy that I think really fits what we're trying to do here. I think he can do a lot with Marcus. He doesn't have that spread style as much, but they do run spread style stuff in, within Philadelphia. They do move the ball around. They get out in five wide receiver sets every now and again, and four wide receiver sets. They they do interesting things to get the ball out. They use the JA a lot in the passing game. They do things like that that I think will help Marcus be successful. He's definitely a guy that I'm looking at. There's a couple other names being floated around, but right now uh, John DiFilippio is is the guy that I'm looking at. He's the guy that I want now. We can interview him next week. In the week between the Pro Bowl and the Super Bowl, you're allowed to interview coaches uh, that are heading to the Super Bowl. However, we cannot hire him until after the Super Bowl. Again, like I said last week when talking about, you know, these guys that are headed to the Super Bowl and, you know, or possibly now for sure heading to the Super Bowl with the Eagles, this is a, it could be a problem because you're trying to get your hire in. Right now, the Giants are looking for coordinators. Right now, the Cardinals are looking for coordinators. You know, every team, I think all five teams right now, I believe it's five teams, they're all looking for coordinators. They're all looking for that guy out there. So we can't, if we all go after uh, D. Filippio, there's a one in five chance we get him. So that's an issue. Also, you want to start hiring 
your quarterback coach, your um, running backs coach, your wide receivers coach, your tight ends coach, etc. You want to start making those hires. Before you do that, you need to hire an offensive coordinator. So that also becomes an issue. So we'll see what happens with these other jobs. If they start filling up, you know, we might wait. You know, it it depends on what they see. And and obviously I'm not Vrabel, and Vrabel's not picking, you know – He's not going to pick the guy that's just, you know, because Adam Schefter said it's a good fit or, you know, Ian Rappaport said it was a good fit. He's going to do his homework and him and John Robinson are going to come together and pick guys that they think are right for the scheme. So we don't know anything really yet. And that's going to be the theme of the show this week is we don't know jack shit. I don't know jack shit. You don't know jack shit. We barely know anything. I'm going to tell you what I barely know and and throw in my speculation as we go. But we'll see what happens um, in that regard. Now, on to the defensive side of the ball, uh, Dick LeBeau not coming back, and it, it comes with a heavy heart. I think we will, you know, move on. We'll, you know, we can make a, a good defense out of this team. We have a lot of key parts along the defense that are young and talented, so I'm not that worried about that. It's, it's sad to see a legend like this leave. Um, and, you know, he, there's also been talk that if he does not come back to Nashville, he, his career could be over. He could go into retirement. Now, we'll see if that happens or not because, I don't know, I just can't see Dick LeBeau doing retirement. You know, I firmly still believe Dick LeBeau will die with a whistle around his neck and, and, you know, the play chart in his hands on the sideline. But we'll see what happens there. But, you know, hats off to Dick LeBeau. Um, not going to be coming back. Uh, it's not really surprising, you know, Vrabel wants to install his defense, wants his coaches, but Lobo will definitely be missed in Nashville, that is for sure, he definitely upgraded this defense a lot, we went from very, very bad to pretty, pretty damn solid, and you know, the short time that he was here, so hats off to Dick Lebeau, definitely, definitely will be missed in Nashville, and was one hell of a coach, and there's not a lot of guys that you know, unanimously Titans fans are going to miss from the coaching staff that has just left. But Dick LeBeau is is the one guy I think we will all uh, miss a lot. Now on to who's going to be our next Dick LeBeau. Who's going to fill those clown-sized shoes uh, as our defensive coordinator? A couple names have been popping up. First, James Betcher, who will be um, interviewing with the Titans for the position. He is the Cardinals, def- well, former Cardinals defensive coordinator. Obviously, after they cleaned house, he will not be there any longer. Uh, Betcher's another guy with not a lot of experience, but in the time that he has had, he's been very successful. Three years as a defensive coordinator, his defenses have ranked sixth in the league, second in the league, and fifth in the league. So, all three years, top six defenses. Now, you do have to add into that that he did come into a job where he already had a lot of really good talent. They already had guys like Patrick Peterson. They already had guys until this year like Calais Campbell. They already had guys like Tyron Matthew, who are you know some of the best at their position in the entire league. So he had a lot of talent to work with. However, a point to be made is that offense has sucked ass. You know that offense has been terrible while he's been there. So he hasn't gotten a lot of help from the other side of the ball like ever in his time there. Um, Especially this season, you know, without no David Johnson, that really hurt them. And, you know, they were just terrible in offense all year long. But they've had really good defenses while while Betcher's been in charge. I mean, certainly, Titans fans are not going to forget only putting up seven points 
uh, you know, against the the Arizona Cardinals late in the season. They, I mean, they definitely handled us in that game. Um, you know, obviously a game we really, really wanted to win. It was an important game for us in Week 14, and we blew it. And it, a large part to Betcher's defense really showing up and, and, you know, flat out dominating us. So that's a guy that we're going to be looking at. He'll also be interviewing for the Giants defensive coordinator position. So there is, you know, some competition for this guy. He's a, he's a guy that uh, a lot of people are going to be looking at, obviously. Uh, the guy that I like, in my opinion, if you're looking for my opinion, I think this would be a good hire for us. I think him and Vrabel will install a similar style defense. Now this will beg the question, are we going to make the move to 4-3? Yeah, you know, is that is that what's going to happen? And you know, I don't know right now. We'd have to add a lot, a lot, a lot of of different packages. Right now, we have you know the three four where we only, we barely rotate defensive linemen at all, especially with DeQuan Jones missing you know the entire season. We don't we don't mix people in. We don't rotate very often. We don't uh, substitute. So you're going to now switch to a four three system. When we like barely have four defensive linemen to speak of, you know you're going to have to go out there and draft and pick up guys in free agency. If we're going to make this move, we're going to have to do it fast, and we're going to have to you know throw money at this situation so that we're not a terrible defense. You know, coming up, I you know I, I don't know. I know a lot of you are big fans of the the three four. I know probably some of you are fans of the of the four three. To me, you know. Every defense in the NFL runs system sets where they have four down linemen and three down or in three down linemen. You know you do you run both. Your base doesn't matter as much as people lead you to believe it does. You know what base you come out of if you run like a, a three four say, but you have a guy like a, a Bruce Irvin who's technically. You know, your fourth linebacker, but he blitzes on every single play. Are you really running a 3-4? You know, so your scheme, your base scheme doesn't matter as much as what you're doing with it, how you're moving around, what people do you have on the field, where are you pass rushing from. Those things are what truly matter. So I'm not worried about a move. The one problem is if we do move to 4-3, we already need to add depth and talent on our defensive line. You know you're going to have to add more. You're going to have to add more depth, certainly, than we have right now if you run a run, want to run four down linemen. Um, so, you know, that's something that, you know, we're definitely going to be looking out for. I think everybody has in the back of their mind, uh, you know, are we going to make the switch on defense? And it's something that we'll see. But Betcher, I think he's a, a great hire. I think he'd be an absolutely, you know, fantastic pickup for us. And I think he would keep doing what Dick LeBeau was doing, which is improving this defense. It's been a slow process, admittedly, but you know, defenses normally don't go from bad to good overnight. Offenses, it seems a little bit easier to make that jump than it is to make a great defense. You don't do it overnight. Another guy that his name has been thrown around, um, and I don't know how serious this has been, and I don't know um, where exactly this you know comes from. And, you know, it's always from sources. Um, and, you know, being a journalist myself, I understand that you don't give up your sources. But it, this one just—it seems fake to me. But we'll see. You know, I'll let you um, make up your own opinion here. Darren Perry is the current defensive backs coach for the Green Bay Packers. Interviewed for the uh, defensive coordinator spot, 
um, with the Packers, uh, did not get it. His name has been thrown around as possibly coming over. He's, he's actually not the defensive back coach. He's the safeties coach, more specifically, in Green Bay. Those secondaries have been shaky. He has talent there. You know, it's not top-tier talent by no stretch of the imagination, but, you know, guys like Ha Clinton Dix, who is a young and, and, and pretty solid safety, you know, pretty decent safety, definitely above average. Uh, also a guy, Darren Perry, who played for Dick LeBeau when he played in Pittsburgh. Um, so, you know, familiar with that defense. A lot of people, I think that is where the connection starts, is it wouldn't be a huge change in some people's mind. But Perry's system's not a lot, not doesn't have a lot in common. They do run a similar style zone blitz, but they Dick LeBeau, one of the great things about him as a coach is his adaptability. That defense is a zone blitz defense. That's what he runs. But you can watch, watch week two. Go back and watch week two of this season and watch where we blitz from, where is it coming from, you know, where do we shift, how often are we run zone underneath, how, how often do we run zone over top. Watch that. Then watch week 10 and see where all of those things are. It's never the same. That's what makes Dick LeBeau great is his adaptability. He That scheme changes so often. You know, Now, we haven't got, really gotten to see Darren Perry's defense yet, but from what we've seen it, from you know where he's at in Green Bay, his coaching tree outside of Dick LeBeau, I don't think it'll be the same. And plus, you know, every NFL team at this point runs zone blitzes. It's not anything new. So, I, look, I just don't think there's a lot of um, credence to this rumor that's been going around about Darren Perry. Titans have not, you know, said anything about having any interest in him whatsoever. It's come from, you know, sources, and it, it's really, I think, speculation. I think they found a link with Dick LeBeau, and, you know, he was our defensive coordinator here, so why not bring this guy in? I'm not, I don't give this a lot of credence, and if they are thinking about it, I don't like the hire. I think there's plenty of guys out there that have more experience, have had more success in the same amount of time frame that Darren Perry has. If you're looking for a guy that doesn't have as much experience, you know, you would look for a guy that's had a lot of success, guys like Betcher. Guys, we've been talking about, like, John DeFilippio on offense, um, you guys like Mike Vrabel. Uh, you know, our offensive coordinator. So I don't like this, uh, you know, at all for a defensive coordinator spot. I, I don't think this guy's ready to make that move. Um, one more guy that's been thrown around a little bit, um, but, it, you know, it's there's no link to the Titans yet, uh, and I'm not saying there will be, uh, but as of right now, there's none, and that's Jack Del Rio. He will be interviewing for the Giants position. So a lot of people have been speculating maybe he'll interview as well for the Titans spot. Um, what I'm hoping is the Giants, like Jack Del Rio, hire him, and then Betcher is 100% ours. That's what I'm hoping. You know, nothing against Jack Del Rio, but his defenses have been, what, two, three-player defense? I mean, there's like two or three guys that are really good at what they do on that team. And you really, you can argue two guys that are great, and one guy who's fantastic, and you know a bunch of guys that are average or worse. Um, on the Raiders' defense has been one of the worst defenses. You know it's really held their offense back. And this year, when we saw their offense kind of sputter, 
there was no way that they were going to be a successful football team because that defense is not built to win games by itself. You know, it's that Raiders team the year before was winning in spite of their defense when their offense fluttered. The defense wasn't enough to hold up. So I'm not really looking at Jack Del Rio um, as a guy that I really want. Now, I wouldn't be... I wouldn't be deflated. I wouldn't be hurt if you know we end up giving giving him an interview. If he ends up coming to Nashville, um, which you know is again complete speculation, but it wouldn't hurt. You know, I, I think that he could install a good defense. I think we have more talent on defense than they do. Um, but you know, I, I want a guy that's had a little bit more success. I want a guy that that I think is going to fit with Vrabel better than I think Jack Del Rio will. And you know, kind of a guy that doesn't have the personality. Jack Del Rio kind of known for his personality. You know, I want a guy that's not going to try to steal the spotlight. I want a guy that's going to come in and do his job and not worry about talking to the press and stuff like that. So that's why I like Betcher. You know, if you're not an avid football fan, you probably never even heard his name before. He's a guy that comes in, does his work, and does it well. And that's it. Um, You know, there's a ton of more guys I haven't named on here. These are like big names I've been circulating a lot and I've seen you guys out there as Titans fans and two tone uncensored fans circulating a lot. So those are the names I really wanted to bring up um this week. You know, hopefully we find our guy on offense. It's it's still up in the air. You know, there's a lot of guys out there. We really don't have a guy I think in mind quite yet. Uh I like John DeFilippio. Um but that's my opinion. I'm not sure how Vrabel or John Robinson feels about that hire. I like Betcher. We're going to interview him, so obviously they like him enough to give him an interview. That's obviously um, you know direction we might go. Uh, but anyways, enough coach talk. We've done it now. You know that's that's what we're looking at right now. I'm sure by this time next week, when the next uh, podcast comes out, it'll be completely different. We might even have an offense and defensive coordinator by then. Who knows? So let's move on here to some good news. Uh, well, I guess quasi good news. Kevin Byard and Brandon Trawick have been added to the Pro Bowl roster. Um, this is because they're going to be replacing Micah Hyde and uh, Patriots special teamer Matt Slaughter, respectively. This is, you know, the Pro Bowl means nothing. I've talked about this now for a couple years. The Pro Bowl means nothing anymore. It doesn't mean anything. You're getting... Instead of it being like 53-man rosters, so many people say no to going because of injury or fear of injury or they're playing in the Super Bowl or this, that, and the other thing, that it's it's meaningless. It's a completely meaningless game when you get, you know, instead of being like, what would it be, 106 invitees, by the time that guys back out and you get the replacements and then the replacements replacement and so on and so forth, you're inviting like 250 guys. That's I mean, it doesn't mean anything anymore. Being all pro, being all conference, like that stuff matters. That still means a lot, but the Pro Bowl means nothing at this point. But I won't lie, and I know you probably feel the same way. Seeing six Titans in the Pro Bowl feels good. It, you know, it still does feel good, even though we know it's meaningless. Even though we know the Pro Bowl has has lost all meaning. Truly, it still feels good to see that many Titans in there. If you know, we've been. Through so many years of, you know, Walker getting snubbed repetitively, Jarrell Casey getting snubbed repetitively. So finally, we're getting guys that are getting recognition uh, outside of um, Kevin Byard, who not being first team was 
criminal, by the way. I mean, just an unbelievably big snub, which adds to the fact, as I was saying earlier, that it means nothing. When you're not even getting the right names in there, obviously, it's losing meaning. You know, a guy that's going to be, you know, all pro, but he's not in the Pro Bowl. You know, go figure. But anyway, enough of me bitching about the Pro Bowl. Uh, Bayard and Treywick will be joining Taylor Lewan, Delaney Walker, Jarrell Casey, Brett Kern, um, and that'll make up the six Titans that are in the Pro Bowl. You know, it, it, awesome. It's great to, for those guys to get recognition. You know, I hope they have a lot of fun. You know, I hope they have a good time. You know, really enjoy their time down there. Stay healthy, of course, obviously, um, being a key factor. But, you know, it's it's a meaningless game, but it is nice to see that many Titans in the Pro Bowl after years and years and years of getting snubbed. So moving on now, moving forward, obviously moving into the offseason, we're going to begin the talks of, uh, you know, who we're going to be drafting, what we're looking like in free agency, who we're going to be letting go, what's going to happen with the guys on our team that are coming up um, on free agency. Uh, normally I would start talking about it at this point. However... I'm not going to yet. I'm not going to bring it up on this show. I'm not going to start talking about this. And it's coming soon. I've been watching a lot of tape. I've been gathering my thoughts. I've been looking at how expensive certain guys are. Who else out there is going to be in free agency. All of that research has started. Um, you know, Right here beside me as I do this show is a stack probably of about 19 maybe pages of notes that I have taken on different things. Guys coming out of the draft and the like. And we're going to get into that very in-depth like we do every year on this show. But I just didn't want to start yet because there's too much in the air right now. You know, who is our offensive coordinator, our defensive coordinator? You know, that's going to impact a lot of those decisions hugely. Are we switching to a 4-3? Obviously going to affect it hugely. You know, what changes will be made? I think we need to wait a week or two before we see... You know, what's going to happen before we start talking? All right, who we're going to retain, who we're not going to retain. And I know that a lot of you are looking forward to that. I'm looking about, I'm looking forward to talking about it. However, it's just a little too soon. We don't know. There's too much up in the air. So I promise you it's coming. I promise you it's going to be very in depth. Um, it, it's going to be a lot of stuff. And feel free. You know, we don't do the uh, mailbag anymore, but feel free if you have questions. Send them to me. Send them to me on Twitter. Send them to me on Facebook. Send them to our email at twotoneuncensored at gmail.com. If you have questions, send them to me. I'll definitely make sure that I um, bring them up. If you have guys that you're looking at, um, I'm definitely going to look into them then. If there's a guy that you think I should look at, let me know. You know, everybody in the first three rounds or, you know, projected first three rounds, I'm going to have an in-depth analysis. I'm going to watch tape one, but anybody outside of that or any free agents you're, you know, you're really interested in, especially if they're not as big names, definitely send them my way. I'd be interested in looking into them and giving you my opinion on it. I would absolutely enjoy that. So feel free. Sorry about that. I had to take a little beer break right there. Um, yeah, so I'm not going to go into it yet, but feel free to send me what you uh, are thinking, guys, that you're looking at. Or, you know, you want another opinion on something. You want to hear what my thoughts on a certain guy or what we should do with a certain player. Feel free to send them my way. Uh, but now, you know, uh, the Super Bowl is set. February 4th, we will be seeing the Eagles play the Patriots. 
You know, we don't have a dog in this hunt. I think most of us want to see the Eagles win just because we don't want to see the Patriots win another Super Bowl. You know, that's the kind of boat that I'm in. But, you know, I, I don't really care either way. Obviously, I'm going to watch it. You know, it's it's going to be, um, you know, like you do every year. You watch it no matter who's playing. But we don't really have a dog in it. And at this point, it doesn't matter if they win or lose for, you know, starting to interview head coaches or sorry, um, offensive coordinators um, or possible defensive coordinators. You know, Jim Schwartz is another name. He really wants to come back to Nashville. And is that want enough to stay at the same position? You know, who knows? But we do know it's going to be the Eagles and the Patriots. And, you know, it doesn't matter for us who wins or who loses. Um, you know, as far as the Titans go, so, you know, I'm going to be rooting for the Eagles just because I want to see um, Tom Brady not win another goddamn Super Bowl. I don't want to see Belichick win another goddamn Super Bowl. So I'm going to be rooting for the Eagles, but it doesn't really matter either way for us. Um, the Pro Bowl, obviously coming up even sooner than that. Going to watch my guys. Hopefully, you know, get some Titans involved in these competitions. You know, that's the best part of the Pro Bowl anyway. The game's usually terrible. So getting... Watching these, um, you know, they do the dodgeball and the the hands competition and all of that stuff is more fun than the Pro Bowl anyway. And I, you know, they've been adding stuff. So hopefully we get to see some of our guys out there doing that kind of stuff, having fun, enjoying an offseason in which they had a good season. You know, the Titans should be proud of what they did. As I said, you know, last week on the show, they should be proud of what they what they accomplished this season. You know, the first playoff win since most of the guys on our team were in you know maybe even peewee football middle school football um you know it's been a long time since the titans have gotten that so they should be proud of themselves for getting us that far um next week what you can be looking forward to is i think as long as we start getting some hirings and and getting some questions answered i'm gonna be looking at the free agents on our team uh, are they likely to go? Are they likely to stay? We're going to start having those conversations. Also, you know, some preliminary conversations about free agency will start to come up. Um, you know, I'm going to put a poll out there, though, and see, because I'm interested now to see, like, who, who wants the Eagles, who wants the Patriots to win. So I'm going to put a poll out there on Twitter, on my Twitter, at the Ryan Moreland, and on the show's Twitter, at to TTU Podcast. Um, to see what you guys think, who you guys want to win. I'm sure that it's not going to be surprising, but you know we'll see what you guys think. But that's about all we're going to have on this show. I promise you a lot more in-depth stuff coming, a lot of draft talk, a lot of, of stuff like that, a lot of free agency and the like coming up. But right now, we just have too many question marks to really jump into that. But... As for the hiring, you know, I think Vrabel was a solid hire. You know, I, I think that he's going to make a good coach. The inexperience worries me a little bit, but I'm excited to see where he takes this team. I think he is a truly good leader. Obviously, he was a leader on the field. He's been a leader in the coaching roles that he has had. And I'm excited to see where Vrabel takes us. I'm excited to see what we do in offense and defensive coordinator. You know, I think John Robinson has been making the right move since he stepped into this building. I don't expect that to be changing anytime soon. So, everybody have fun this week. Enjoy watching our Tennessee Titans participate in the Pro Bowl. And as always, tighten up.